When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's so much easier writing and just pretending like, okay, no one's going to see this. And then it can go on the internet and I can forget about it. Yeah, I found that too, definitely. But also, you know, you get the editing process when you're writing. You know, you can write down lots of stuff and then you can sort of refine it or change things and just, you know, word things better. Whereas, yeah, I think things can be a bit more complicated, can't they, when you're talking sometimes. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette. A focus on your mental health, you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly podcast about all things mental health. I'm Ellen. And I'm Yvette. And this week we're going to be chatting to Gemma from the podcast No Really, I'm Fine. I'm really excited about this, well we both are, because it's our first joint podcast. We're basically linking up, uh, we're both recording it, so they're going to be putting it out on their podcast and obviously we're putting it out on ours. Yeah, and it's uh, an interesting one because we're both up for the same award and we could be rivals and bitter they're also newer than us and very good, but we're taking the high road. And <laughs> Sounds like you are maybe a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bitter at all. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. So but, we're both up for a Mind Media Award for Best Podcast. And yeah, we're really excited about that. And I mean, we're all just happy to be nominated, aren't we, really? Yes. <laughs> and we wish all the other podcasts the best as well. Absolutely. But it would be nice to win. Yeah. Yvette, do you want to just start off by telling me how your podcast came about mentally, yours, yours, yours and Ellen's? Yeah, so basically, um, Ellen and I both wanted to help people who had mental health issues feel less alone. Because um, it was a few years ago that we set up the podcast. Um, and at, at that time, there wasn't much out there really, um, certainly not in terms of podcasts, but not even really that much in terms of media. 
So we just thought, um, you know, especially when you're first diagnosed, that can be quite a lonely time because I remember it was like that for me. Um, so that was the, the main thinking behind it. And also the thinking was that we specifically wanted to talk to people with experience of mental health issues because there's a lot out there sort of by experts, which is great. But we particularly wanted to hear from the people who had lived experience. And also we both have mental illness, which I thought was quite part of the reason we wanted to start it as well is that we both have our own experience of mental illness and it's it at least it was it was rare to have kind of media led by people with direct experience so much of it like Yvette was saying is from experts and professionals yeah and often as journalists we're, we're often seen as writing about about other people having these experiences so it is it is quite rare isn't it when when journalists actually say you know I, you know I'm, I'm affected too exactly how did your podcast start also? Yeah, I think that this is our first collab as well, so we're going to go back and forth. Yeah. But how did your start? Yeah, so um, similar to you guys, really. Um, mine started after I published a story about my own um, mental illness experiences um, of trying to take my own life and, and um, suffering with, with anxiety and, and regular panic attacks, which you can imagine in a newsroom doesn't really go hand to hand um but yeah after I did that story um I was quite overwhelmed with with support and um our company does a lot of podcasts already and and we were just quite surprised why we hadn't done one sooner so I sort of approached the subject with with my colleague Kate and then yeah it just just went off from there really. Were you nervous to write and talk so publicly about suicide because I think that's one area of mental illness that's definitely still taboo and people get scared of that yeah it, it's weird I almost felt better writing it than I do speaking about it so for instance we on our podcast um on no really I'm fine we haven't talked about our own stories yet um we're still fairly new whereas I know you guys you've been running since 2017 haven't you so um yeah we're still trying to find our feet in terms of being comfortable but by talking about it but it's it's weird because I find it easier writing about it than I do talking about it I don't know if you guys feel the same it's so much easier writing and just pretending like okay no one's going to see this and then it can go on the internet and I can forget about it yeah I found that too definitely but also you know you get the editing process when you're writing you know you can write down lots of stuff and then you can sort of refine it or change things and just you know word things better whereas yeah I think things can be a bit more complicated can't they when you're talking sometimes how how have you guys found it then in terms of the, your podcast progressing has it changed much since when you first started it's changed quite a lot we were yeah. reminded of that the other week yeah it to be honest when we first started another thing we were hoping to do was kind of keep things quite like heart light-hearted and sort of make not exactly make a joke of it but kind of try and poke fun at things when we could not when it was tasteless but you know basically not try not to make everything you know so serious all the time um, and we had little sort of things in the show that we we did every week when we started off, which was stupid brat, stupid crap my brain says at 3am or something yes. like that. Um, so just, you know, like those nights when you're sort of having, you've, well, you've had a bad sort of mental health night and you're sort of, you've got sort of intrusive thoughts. So we were talking about that sort of thing. But we, I think we just couldn't sustain that in the no, long run. Because we ran out after yeah. a while. Like our brains are quite repetitive. Like they're just <laughs> saying over again, like, your shit yeah. <laughs> so we ran out of the and also we had um 
things that pissed us off this week. Yeah, now I think that was a shame we stopped that because I reckon we could have carried on with things that pissed us off, you know. Definitely could have, but I wondered, I was worried, I think, that we would go off topic yeah. and just not even be about mental health anymore, just be about, like, the finale of this TV show was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just ranting about that. So it's mm. changed quite a bit in the loss of those two things. I regularly say, like, quite personal stuff and then I'm like, oh, shouldn't have said that. Like, I've spoken about my boyfriend before and realised, like, oh, I haven't actually checked that with him that he's even okay existing on this podcast mm. i assume he is he hasn't said anything and then because yeah. ellen and i both did sort of individual episodes where we were each talking about our own mental health issues and like that was quite therapeutic but at the same time i think a lot of the stuff that i said on my one i haven't said to lots of my friends and i mean my family know about most of this stuff but even them i don't think a lot because i've got bipolar disorder i don't think they necessarily knew the things that was they were going in my head when i had mania because you know they were dealing with me when I had it but I didn't then afterwards go oh by the way so I had <laughs> well I thought I had magical powers you know I mean yeah as far as I, they could see I was just sort of unwell so um yeah it's it's been an interesting ride <laughs> yours I think hasn't gone like you said you haven't gone personal yet do you think that's something that you are gonna try out and venture towards um, one thing I really love about your podcast is the way that you start it off every time um with asking you know how are you really um, should we do that? Because we haven't done that. Well, or should you do that? Actually, yeah, let's go for it. Ellen, how how are you feeling today? Are you really fine? Um, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I was bad yesterday. Yesterday I was having like bad depression day. Today, fine. I have a constant like sniffle that hasn't gone away for a month, which I think is a sign of stress. But beyond that, I'm pretty good. No aches and pains. Also, I had a massage and my lower back and neck no longer hurt. So. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes find that, yeah, mental and physical health can be intertwined like that, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And what about yourself? Are you you feeling really fine today? Or I mean, it's quite late in the day now, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm feeling uh, fairly smug because I've come back. As well as the mental health stuff, I do some travel stuff. So, yeah, I'm in a ridiculously good mood, I'm afraid. Well, I'm afraid. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Sorry, I'm actually in a really good mood. Yeah, because I've been away in the Maldives. So that's been great. But before then, I was sort of going through a bit of a dip. So having the sun has actually been really, really helpful, to be honest. So, yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it really does. And also the sea as well. I just love the sea and swimming and everything. So, yeah. Do you guys find that you always need something to look forward to? Like, to sort of yes. get yourself through that bad patch. 100% for me. Yeah, I think it de- it definitely helps to make plans like that. But the problem is I tend to find when I'm getting into depression that that's when I then forget to make the plans. Mm. Um, and it then helps to, to have people sort of prompt me into sort of doing things. Do a little nudge. Yeah. How are you? Are you really fine? I'm okay, yes. Um, I had my hair done this morning ready nice. for ready for the awards which we'll come on to in a minute um, but yeah i am yes. i'm feeling okay um i'm quite tired but like i say when you get your hair done you're sort of on a high for a couple of days aren't you until you're like oh. <laughs> did you get it cut or colored so i got it cut quite short so i've gone for quite like a chin length bob um, nice. um and it's blonde so yes feel feel quite nice we should talk about the mind media awards we should now that you've mentioned it 
Um, just to explain to our listeners, the reason we're doing this kind of collab podcast is one, because we like the podcast, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. but also we're both up for the same award at the Mind Media Awards, which are happening on the 13th of November. 13th of November. Yeah. And we're both up for um, the podcast award, obviously. Yeah. So actually, we, so you'd think we'd be rivals, really, wouldn't we? Yeah. You'd think we'd be sort of like sworn, sworn enemies. Um, it's it's nice to just be recognised, though, isn't it? Is this the first time you guys have, have been up for a My Media Award? We were shortlisted last year, which was the first time they introduced the podcast category, which yeah. was really cool. And before that, the site that we worked for, uh, or I still work for, Metro.co.uk, was uh, shortlisted as well. So we've been shortlisted twice. Possibly we'll win this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going <laughs> to win. We've already had this conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll know by next week. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it must be super exciting because you guys are still relatively new as well. Yeah. And we're, we're actually, we've been nominated for an O2 Media Award um, for the Northwest for, for tomorrow oh, as oh, well. So, so it's, um, it's really exciting um, to just be recognised, really. I'm, I'm made up. So how did you come up with sort of your ideas for the different episodes? I really enjoyed your last one chatting about um, mental health and film because I could talk all day about that. But yeah, you had a brilliant guy on. Um, Do you have like a set sort of plan for the things you want to cover? How do you go about it? Well, we try to. um, But um, that episode this week actually came about because I watched the Joker film. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I I was a bit ha- apprehensive at first because I heard all these stories and people saying oh it's a bad film because it you know promotes violence it glorifies violence and and it gives a bad rep to mental health um, so I went to go and see it with my boyfriend who's a massive Batman fan um, and he he loved it and I thought it was good and it was a good film but I felt really uncomfortable afterwards and I was thinking we should definitely do an episode on this. Um, and I got chatting to Chris, who's a review reviewer at the at the Mirror, um, and it just so happened that that Matt really wanted to do this episode as well because he'd seen the film, and yeah, we so we just we just let Matt Matt do it because we were wanting to bring him in more because I don't know if you guys have found the same um, situations, but often or not, sometimes me and Michael are on holiday at the same time and. When you have an episode that you haven't planned, there's no one there to do it. So we're keen to to, to bring that in. Not that I'm trying to give Sam work, by the way, um, but we're keen to sort of bring bring that aspect and just get, get like a collective involvement, really. But to answer your question, sorry, yeah, we sort of um, we just tend to plan not last minute, but as as the week we have a vague idea and. You guys must know often with guests, you know, they can cancel last minute. So we always have a, a plan B in the bag. Um, but we do try and stick to different themes each week to just keep it fresh, really. But what about you guys? You sound very organised compared yeah. to us. I think we tend to book in guests who we think sound interesting and then just kind of see what happens. It's always very chill. Yeah, I mean, when we started off, we sort of had a, almost like a list mm. of conditions we wanted to get through. It was sort of like we want to talk to someone about having panic attacks. We want to talk to someone about having schizophrenia. We wanted to talk to someone, you know, we wanted people from different backgrounds. We wanted to make sure we got men and women and all this sort of stuff. And then when, we, when we'd sort of gone through... I, I don't think I don't know that we've covered everything. We've covered, we've covered a lot of stuff. We covered the main list, definitely. Yeah. We've covered the main, like... 
the main mental illnesses. Yeah. So when we'd covered them, we were lucky enough to be able to talk to some celebrities. And then it was sort of, I think we just got a bit more known and we had sort of people who had books coming out who also then wanted to chat to us. So it was it was kind of easier because people were coming to us more rather than us always having to search out the people we wanted to talk to. Yeah. What, for you guys, what are the sort of topics that you've personally defined with the most? Because I've done episodes where I've really defined with that guest and it's actually helped me. So have you guys felt the same? For sure. Like any time that we talk to someone about OCD, I will feel quite like weepy afterwards because a lot of what they're saying just resonates um, I don't know if that's the same for a vet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we the ones we had on talking about bipolar disorder, um, I don't know that it actually upsets me, to be honest. I think it's more like it's kind of my club like, in a way. <laughs> and, like, sometimes I'll say sort of little things that I wouldn't even even thought would be kind of, like, part of my bipolar disorder, but it will actually, I'll actually then be like, oh, yeah, maybe that's a part of it or that, you know, could be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, that's that side of it, I think, quite nice and actually does make me feel better and actually makes me feel better about the idea behind the podcast Mm. as a whole in that hopefully somebody else who has bipolar disorder might be listening to it and thinking oh actually yeah you know it's not just me going through these these things or actually it's fine talking about things like suicide which years ago I sort of basically I tried to kill myself and um, more recently we talked to um, the mother of um, a guy who had killed himself and to sort of basically hear how that had affected her life um that was quite important to me, I think, because, you know, when, when you're depressed, it sort of lies and it sort of makes you think that actually people will be better off without you. But to sort of be talking to her and sort of hear how, you know, the struggles that she'd been through was really kind of important to me. So, yeah, we've I've had some sort of quite moving conversations like that, or just ones that have really made me think, I think. I think also like speaking to the people who have completely different experiences has been so fascinating for me personally and I think for Yvette as well because I think both of us think of ourselves as like we're pretty well informed about mental health like we know what we're talking about but then to hear someone whose experience is so radically different to ours just kind of opens everything up it's so interesting and it challenges our own kind of expectations and beliefs like we had someone who works in a mental health unit and I think both of us kind of had this picture in our mind of what that looks like and we kind of had that challenge which was really helpful and really powerful breaking down the stereotype in a way isn't it what about you what have you learned so far from your podcasting experiences on on the one side what I've learned as well is to try and take a break after I've done an episode because I do this as well as Um, I'm also a live news reporter for Cheshire Live so I sort of have two jobs and it's it it can be so for instance it was quite interesting when you were talking about um doing an episode on 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 suicide for me um they can be quite triggerful um and sometimes they can be too much so I have to sort of know whether I'm going to be able to do it that day because I'm feeling low or, or things like that. Um, so on the negative side, I found afterwards an episode, it can be really draining and I sometimes just need to have a break. But then on the one side, I've been, you know, really defined, really, really resonating with, with guest stories. And, you know, we, we've messaged each other later on and become friends and stuff. So it, it's nice. It's I think it just depends on the person, the topic and how you're feeling that day. I think you're right about having the time afterwards. That's definitely something we learned 
because I think in the first year of us doing it I was definitely kind of doing it too late in the evening getting home going straight to bed and then just feeling not great about what we had maybe discussed because obviously it does get quite heavy but yeah it makes a huge difference just decompressing afterwards and I feel like sometimes I don't know if you guys feel the same way that you're almost helping like the guests in a way like and not like because we say we're not counsellors or experts but I suppose it's just given that platform to allow people to just talk about how they're feeling because I really try and be a really sort of active listener and really respect them and you know really connect with guests or really try to um but sometimes I feel like that yeah that can be quite draining and then afterwards yeah I'm you know yeah I can just sort of go and listen to music or something but I'm and that helps me a bit but I'm not sure if there's something else I could be doing we should get together like all the mental health podcasts and just work out what people do and like Mm. the more experienced people can give us advice as well because I think this is something that you know we haven't figured out and we're trying to figure out on our own um because like Yvette is saying it is it's genuinely it's tough work emotionally Mm. talking to people about you know some of the darkest times in their life Mm. and how to deal with that isn't something that's like been made into a course or anything yet mm. well I thought maybe about going on a Samaritans course with me or at least yeah. talking to Samaritans because they're obviously trained in listening to people who are going through really tough times and then then how do their volunteers then you know um basically get on with their own lives yeah a big question now for you guys what do you think of the state of mental health in the UK <laughs> oh, that is a big one if it can go first because she's having a oh my god reaction. it's the yeah. only sort of one i've got down that's like yes controversial ser- serious no <laughs> i mean it breaks my heart really i mean ella was talking earlier about the um the guy we had in from mental health unit and it you know he's right there sort of dealing with it and you know he's he was really the best place to, to tell us about that and what he said was that what he was finding is just that sort of the um the services now out in the community of community have been cut back and back so that what happens is um you only see people when they're at crisis points um so that's the what that's the worst sort of possible situation what you want is sort of early intervention out in the community but like i said those services have been cut back um on top of that you know there's really long waiting times if you want to get counseling then when you on the nhs then when you do get counseling on the nhs it's something like a course of three or they might offer you counselling via computer, which might be very helpful for some people, but I think it's, that, that wouldn't be for me personally. I'd want a connection with a human being. Um, and the idea that you could have counselling, three things of counselling and that suddenly fixed you, I think is ludicrous. And I don't think any medical professional would really agree with that, but that's what's being given out. Um, yeah, so I think it's not good. It's... <laughs> how I would sum it up but Ellen's got sort of is probably the best person to talk about it because she wrote a whole series about this for Metro um called but getting better so I'll just do you want to talk a bit about that so with getting better yeah the state of that was basically things are not good but on a more positive note I would say that in the last few years the kind of social perception around mental health and mental illness has completely changed like when I did getting better which was in 2017 people I was terrified like people weren't talking about depression or OCD or anxiety in in any way the same level that they are now 
And you can see like celebrities, royals, everyone is now actually using these terms correctly and properly and without shame. And that's really powerful. And also if you look at um, Gen Z, like teens are smart. <laughs> like They're really very intelligent and they're really tuned into issues on environment and everything. But with mental illness especially, they know what they're talking about and they're improving the conversation and taking it even further. So even though politically, yes, appalling, terrible, there's not enough funding, it is a completely dire thing. I am kind of hopeful about the future and pleased with how much things have changed in the last three years or so. Well, the other thing I would say as well in terms of getting help, for, for, I can only speak on my personal experience, I just find sometimes when you go to the doctors, it's so easy for them to throw antidepressants at you as a way of getting better. And I'm not, not knocking antidepressants because I'm on them now and, you know, they work for, for some people, but they don't work for others. But I just feel like sometimes that's the only solution that's on the table. Otherwise, you have to wait six months to see a person to talk about about mm, things. Absolutely. Or you go private, but then that's terrible because then it makes it into a social issue, doesn't it? You know, you have a class of people that can afford to get counselling or a big long series of treatment and then you have basically everyone else who, as you say, it's, that's, it's pills. And it is absurdly expensive, especially in London. I don't know if it's different up north, but... Oh, no, it's, it's, it's still it's expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, it's, just, it's not affordable for anyone who has a serious mental health issue and needs that regular support. It's mm. not achievable. Yeah, especially if you're stressing about money all the time and then you're like, oh, the only way I can get better is to spend more money. It's, it's not ideal, is it? And Thanks we'll, so much for chatting. We'll see you at the awards then. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Good luck. And uh, Thank you. I'll, good I'll luck. come and, good luck come and say hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. You'll recognise us. I'm the one with purple hair. I'm the one with blonde hair. So this is goodbye from mentally yours. So go away. Thanks very much to the No Really I'm Fine podcast. Thanks to Gemma for joining us. That was a really lovely chat. And good luck to her for her award that's coming up and also to the Mind Media Awards because she's got two, hasn't she? Yeah, one for the OT. That's right. And one Mind Media Awards. Yeah. Good luck. And we'll see her there as well. Yeah. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.